If you're just tuning in, I got completely hosed on an online sale that seemed too good to be true. Turns out that it was. Full details about that after the break. Also on our show today, an Airbnb update, including the final preparations and going live. We will end today's show with an article that details the 10 ways Airbnb travelers have been pissed off by hidden fees. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to 103.9 The Show. Welcome back, everybody. It is great to have your ears. Once again, you can find us on Instagram, 103.9 The Sean, on Twitter, 103.9 The Sean, or send us an email, 103.9 The Sean at gmail.com. Keep telling all those friends and foes that you got. It's the holiday season still. We're still doing it all the way till New Year's, and uh, we got to spread that cheer. So spread this show around and one way or another, we're going to end up as the biggest show in the world. It's not a matter of if, it's when. All right. Um, so real quick, I, about a month ago, ordered what seemed to be this really cool knockoff handheld gaming system. It was called the Retro Reactor. Um, number of red flags. Uh, I bought it off of an Instagram link. It seemed like a great deal, obviously. For $40, I was going to get this handheld game system that does like all these different games old school pokemon old school pac-man all these new age games playstation vita games game boy all this shit was supposed to be on there obviously it looked way too good to be true um but i said ah 40 bucks i'll take the chance i go to the link i buy it um another red flag there was no tax added to the purchase it was just 39.99 i was like okay that's weird um took about a month to arrive opened it up it did not look like the picture the video shit was not matching up right away i was like oh boy uh decided to give it a shot plug it in um turns out that it's got 400 games on it i haven't explored many of them so far been kind of busy as i'll detail in just a few minutes but uh yeah just pretty disappointing um I was expecting something else and then, you know, didn't really work out the way that I wanted. But, you know, live and learn kind of took a gamble, kind of kind of sucks, but I don't know. It's got 400 games on there, old school arcade games and stuff like that. So maybe maybe it wasn't the biggest waste. Uh, I don't know. I might have to report back. Um I know that I'm saying I'm a lot I'm a little bit uh scrambled right now. Very tired. But anyway, so like the day after I, I'm using this like a retro reactor, you know, bullshit gaming system, I see on Instagram again, the video that I originally saw, and this time it was named the pocket play. So I click the link, go to their page. There's a 
page called Play Pocket Play or something. I don't know. Official Pocket Play. I don't even remember. So I'm watching that video, and it's the video that I saw. It's the ad that I saw, and I was like, this is what I was supposed to get, and this is what I thought I was getting. And so I clicked the link in their bio, and it brings me to their website to buy the quote-unquote pocket play. And this time it's $120. And I'm like, well, I'm not really feeling like taking the chance on that because I thought I was already getting it for 40 and it didn't turn out to be the one that I wanted. So I'm not really in the mood to potentially waste 120 um, But if anybody out there wants to buy a pocket play for $120 and report back, 103.9 the Sean on Instagram, 1039 the Sean on Twitter, or 103.9 the Sean at gmail.com. We would be happy to hear from you. You could be a guest on the show. Whatever you want to do, we want to hear about uh, this pocket play nonsense. Now, some of you out there, I'm sure, are saying, well, Sean, what the hell are you spending $40 on a handheld gaming system for when you don't even have time to really play Xbox these days anyway? Nah, that's a great question. I don't have an answer for you. Um, I did want to have a little nostalgia, play the old school Pokemon games, but, you know, didn't work out. But maybe uh, when I become rich, I'll take a gamble on the pocket play. All right, so now for the juicy Airbnb update. Uh, we are live, folks. I repeat, we are live. It is called Peaceful Jupiter Escape. And if you feel like taking a trip down to the Sunshine State, well, we might just have a place for you. Um, last week, I went down to the government center and got this one form I needed signed, basically like a tax form. And um, that was what we needed to kind of finalize the website. Obviously, you go on there, you add your pictures. We had them professionally done. We go and mark off what amenities we have, how many bedrooms, yada, yada, yada. You fill out all this information about the house, the description, um, and set your price, set your calendar. It's a whole production. And the tax form number... It's kind of the last step, and then you hit publish, and then it it takes about 72 hours for them to review it and for it to go live on the site. And then people can start booking, and guess what? We've already got three people booked for a total of four stays. Um, so yeah, really awesome. Actually, four people, four unique individuals, five total stays so far, and we've only been live for... I think four days, so pretty, pretty, really freaking awesome. Once again, thank you to my girlfriend. Thank you to her mom, who also helped. Thank you to my friend's dad, who helped. He was my personal handyman. Thank you to my grandma, who helped with the funds uh, based on my inheritance money. Um, based on... No, not based on... Thank you to... My parents and my brother, who were helping with some last-minute uh, preparations. And, yeah, so, I mean, without all those people, I would not be where I am today. And it is uh, very appreciated. So, basically, this past week, 
my parents and my brother were here. We went out to dinner, a couple different local hotspots in Jupiter. Um, we're, we're known for a lot of good shit down here. We got two beach days in um, before the weather cooled off, and it was a nice time. Today was very busy. Um, well, the past few days were actually very busy. We you know, did some different things at the house as far as getting it all ready and uh yeah so a lot of work's been put in and um, i'm excited and looking forward to the process of actually running it now still a decent amount of work but there's definitely money to be made especially in florida especially it's snowbird season so yeah we're out here we're grinding Have you been somewhere in the world freezing your ass off lately and now considering life on the equator? Were you one of the 14,000 people in Washington state affected by the power outages on Christmas morning wishing that a little electricity was on your list? Well, ho ho hold on a minute because we've got a suggestion for you. The Indoor Burn Station 3000 is exactly what you need. This indoor fire pit fits great in your living room, office, or bedroom. Toss whatever the hell you want in there, from food scraps, old files, dirty underwear. The options are endless. Its ergonomic design allows it to burn anything and convert it to heat without releasing emissions into your home. Simply cut a hole in any exterior wall, stick the exhaust pipe out the hole, duct tape around the cutout to seal off the frozen hell that is your reality, and voila! You're now warmer than a grizzly bear using a down comforter. Use promo code I'm sick and tired of fucking winter already and there's still months to go at checkout for 20% off. Your flagship station for unimportant things. 103.9 The Sean. Alright, welcome back everybody. Hope you're enjoying the show so far. I'm trying to keep it concise. Uh, one, because I know you don't want to listen. And two, uh, I'm tired. And I am doing this show right before it's due. So I'm trying to stick to my every two weeks goal and tomorrow it's due. So I just got to give myself a little quick shout out. Um, despite the craziness of this year, especially this fall, where I've been the busiest I've ever been in my entire life between work and a healthy, awesome relationship and trying to convert my house to an Airbnb and also still have some hobbies like hockey and you know just there's just a lot of shit going on and I'm pretty proud of myself honestly to be sitting here and putting out a show every other week despite all the craziness that's been going on I set a goal to do it and I'm proud to say that I stuck to it aside from a three week a three week gap back in late January of this year, um, 
I wanted to be more consistent with it to see what happened and if I gained a consistent following. You know, I have some listeners. Definitely appreciate you guys. It's not it's not high on my priority list, obviously, to really put the work in to promote this. I uh, just don't really have much time. Um, but I do appreciate the people that listen week in, week out, and I really appreciate the people that have provided constructive criticism or good ideas or come on the show it's been uh, it's been an interesting ride and we'll, we'll keep seeing where it's going but just wanted to once again say thank you to everybody out there that keeps tuning in we're going to end this show with the article about 10 random fees that people have got hit with on airbnb thought it would be fitting for this show. I've been saving this article. I have not read it yet. So we're going to see here live what people got hit with. All right, here we go. Number one, it says, At the last Airbnb we went to with my husband's family, the host wanted an additional $5 per person for hot tub use, and they had cameras in the back. Ooh. Yeah, that's a no-no. Um... You can have exterior cameras, but they have to be obviously not pointed at a hot tub. I mean, come on, guys. Uh, I have a ring camera set up on the front of the house over at my place so I can see who's coming and going. Um, So, yeah, you got to be somewhat aware, obviously, as a host, but you can't be snooping on people, especially at the hot tub. Number two. My family stayed in an Airbnb, and after we booked it, the host sent me an email with three pages of detailed instructions on what to do and not to do. This is just a tiny bit of what included. Uh, the fireplace is the preferred source of heat. Please turn on the ceiling fan, Dory's fan. Uh, 65 is the usual temperature. Yeah, this is a bunch of bullshit. Listen, people are coming to your Airbnb for a getaway, a vacation, even business maybe. They don't need to feel like the homeowner. So, yeah, I have five things on my checkout to-do list. Basically, put the garbage out of the outdoor can, load the dishwasher. Um, What else is on my ending to-do list? Uh, Let's see. The last thing you need to do, uh, place all the dirty towels on top of the washing machine. Make sure all the doors and windows are locked. Come on, that's basic. And then last step is just text me when you're leaving the property. So, you know, that's not too crazy. So I think people are okay with that type of stuff, I hope, at least. And if not, then I can always adjust. All right, number three. I have stayed in many Airbnbs over the years, but some of the requests are getting stupid. I had a $25 charge for wearing one of the robes provided for <laughs> provided by the host. Oh, that's that's really dumb. Um anything that you put into the house as a host is going to get used. Towels, silverware. Uh I have a coffee bar station set up in my house. I expect them to use that. It's there for them. They are the guest. If they decide to use a towel or a coffee station or whatever, That's what they're paying for. They're paying to stay. So you can't nickel and dime them for using a robe. Shitty host right there. Number four, at the most recent Airbnb I stayed, there were signs all over that said, no shoes in the house. 
and rules that said I wasn't to touch or use the decorative pillows on the bed or decorative towels in the bathroom, among other things. Not sure what a decorative towel is. The beds over at my place have decorative pillows, and yeah, they're on the bed. And yes, I expect them to get touched and moved and placed on the floor, I guess, uh, when people go to sleep. But what are you going to do? The covers come off, and I can wash the covers, so it's not a big deal. Um, number six. Oh, sorry, I'm number five. I stayed at a large house last summer with friends. We were all in our 40s with small children, so I assure you the rowdiest we got was a few beers on the back porch after we put the kids down. There was a charge for using the fireplace, a charge for using the hot tub, which we never used, a charge for a spoon that somehow went missing. Yes, they counted the spoons. And the part I still can't wrap my head around, they accused the adults of bleeding in all the beds. Jesus. What is this? Fucking, uh... Well, I don't even want to say it. Um... Yeah, I mean, yeah, every once in a while, I, you got to inventory as a host. So, yeah, spoons are going to go missing. Shit's going to go missing. You got to replace it. That's the cost of doing business. Um, nickel and diming people again for the fireplace and hot tub. Shitty host, and you're going to get a shitty review. Basically, the good thing about Airbnb and probably other sites are is that they get to rate your house, but you get to rate them. So, like, people should hopefully be on their best behavior because if they have a shitty rating... No one's going to want to book them, and vice versa. If my house sucks, which hopefully it doesn't, I don't think it does. We put in a lot of hard work, a lot of time and money invested, but people don't like it, or I'm being an asshole to somebody, I'm not going to help myself out in terms of getting a good rating. Number six, the last time I stayed in an Airbnb was four years ago, and I had to pay $10 if I wanted to be able to lock my room while I was out. How would they know that? It says, that was enough for me as the predatory nature of the host became more obvious. I will never go back. Um, yeah, it seems like that person has a bit of a mental problem if they're requiring that. Number seven, we stayed at a lovely place on the coast of Northern California with a killer view and exorbitant cleaning fee of nearly $500 for a two-night stay. That's brutal. We get there and the checklist... Oh, we get there and the checkout list is a laminated page with tasks you have to complete that were not listed on the listing. Ooh, see, people hate that. If you are going to have something on the listing and then when they get there, it's different drastically, such as the pictures or what they have to do or what's required, that's going to piss people off, you know? So their frustration is warranted. And a, a cleaning fee of $500, what are the cleaners doing are they scrubbing the walls each time doing a deep clean of the house the entire after every stay i mean 500 that's that's a lot my cleaning fee is set to 150 which that's what the cleaner wants and she does a good job because she cleans uh lindsay and i's house so that's what it is and now on airbnb there's an update where they can see the price of booking for a certain amount of nights they can see included in the price the service fees which is that's airbnb that the taxes of what it'll be and the cleaning fee so there's no there's no more surprises obviously this article is a couple months old but now there are 
less surprises when people go to book. So I'm sure they wouldn't have booked that place if they knew there was a $500 cleaning fee. Number eight, we stayed in one place that required us to wash all the sheets when we left. We were sleeping on those sheets, had to get up at 6.30 a.m. to do all the cleaning, laundry, vacuuming, be out by 10.30, and they charged 500 Jesus. So they basically had to be their own cleaners and pay 500 That's horseshit. And I'm sure and I hope that they gave that host a bad rating. I do not require my guests to strip the beds. Uh, one, because that's too much work for them to do. They don't want to feel like the cleaners. Two, I don't want them to mix up all the sheets. So, And I have extras. So I'm going to take off the dirty stuff, put on clean stuff, bring the dirty stuff out to get it cleaned and then bring it back to the house and store it. So it's going to be like one big rotation. Number nine, we had a pool usage fee of 50 a night. Bullshit. Number 10, last time we stayed in an Airbnb, we were asked to simply take the trash out. So we emptied the trash from the kitchen and put it in the garage bin, garbage bins outside. Apparently, they meant take the trash to the local garbage disposal facility on the way out of town. <laughs> Here's your hat. What's your hurry? Take your garbage. Get the fuck out. And they were still charged $150 for the cleaning fee. Wow. Um, yeah, so on my checkout to-do list, I have to take out the garbage to the outdoor bin, but that's as far as they have to take it, so I think that's reasonable. Oh, there's a bonus one. Number 11, a host requested we water his ivy plants daily. Nah, you can't do that. Listen, people want to feel like a guest, not a host, not a homeowner. You can't be requiring too much because guess what? They're not going to feel relaxed. And if they're not feeling relaxed, they're not happy. If they're not happy, you're getting a shitty review. That's Airbnb 101, folks. If you enjoyed today's show and you listened from start to end, please tell a friend. If you hate this show and you listened all throughout 2022, you still don't know why you haven't tuned out, please tell a foe. There's plenty of friends and foes out there. Let's head into 2023 with a new show to listen to. Send it along. Anybody, any friend, any foe, anybody walking down the street, whoever. If you would like to follow us on Instagram, we are 103.9 The Sean. Twitter, 1039 The Sean. Gmail, 103.9 The Sean at gmail.com. Coming up next, 2023. Holy shit, where does the time go? Don't touch that dial. You're listening to 103.9 The Sean.